0: Today on Locked On Red Wings, Showtime is coming to Detroit. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. I'm a podcast producer for the Daily JAWWJ News Radio podcast. Well, Scotty's host over at Lockdown Tigers, as well as a freelance journalist for the Detroit News. And today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NHL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. And Scotty, it wasn't long after we recorded our episode yesterday uh, that the news came down, I and mean, he. What's funny is I schedule the social media posts to promote the new episode at 7, just come out at 7 a.m. Obviously, the episode premieres at midnight every day, so people have the episode to wake up and drive to work with, but an hour after the social media post pushes the promotion of the episode, it came out that Patrick Kane has landed with the Detroit Red Wings. One-year deal, $2.75 million cap hit. Technically, it's prorated. He's going to make a little over $2 million. Officially, But the salary cap is what matters here in context to Red Wings fans and the Red Wings as an organization. Scotty, I know we talked about it yesterday, but when you first saw the news break, what was your instant reaction? And how, I guess, how do you feel now after having hours to sit on it?
1: <laughs> my instant reaction was there goes yesterday's episode. <laughs> Be honest <with> you. Um, <laughs> that was actually my first reaction. Um, yeah, man. I mean, I, obviously my, my opinion of it hasn't changed in 24 hours. Um, I, the, the low risk nature of like the deal that he was given is definitely important to this entire thing. Like, uh, I have a ton of like, uh, reasons is not the word I'm thinking of. My mind is blank, but I I have a ton of, uh, a ton of like bullet points on why I'm like somewhat cautious from this but it's also it's low risk it's the rest of the year and it's two mil and even if it was you know eight mil again it's the rest of the season like it's it's you know it's off the books at the end of the year so um I also think that for from Kane's perspective I I think that the only reason he uh is fine with the rest of the year deal thing is to is is prove it right he Mm -hmm. wants to prove that he is going to not be hindered by this injury or old age or the down year last year or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And if he has even a semi-decent season production-wise, he could earn himself a two-year deal, you know, this this summer. So uh, I get it from that perspective. Um, I know there's some questions. We'll talk about all of it, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Break but it all down. Think... What?
0: I said nothing. Go ahead.
1: Oh, okay. I actually didn't hear you. But, um, yeah, I, I, I think that uh, – Look, man, I th- this team needs help depth scoring. And like we've talked about just kind of the the not traditional names, adding more and filling more of the back of the net uh, over the last couple of weeks, Patrick Kane's one of the, the greatest dudes to ever put on skates. Like that's, you know what I mean? He's one of the most talented hockey players ever. And yeah, I, I think that uh, when it, I, I, again, my my opinion hasn't changed in 24 hours. I still have all the hesitations. I guess that's what I was thinking for about earlier. Uh, I I still have, but the low risk nature of this deal kind of puts my mind at least a little bit more at ease with some of those hesitations and, and cautions that I have.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think cautiously optimistic is the best term to use in this type of situation, right? I mean, Like you said, the the low-risk nature makes this extremely swallowable, right? Like, this is not a tough pill to swallow by any stretch of the imagination. He, at one point, was the player with the highest IQ in hockey and the best passer in the game, without a doubt. Like, he is, that's what made him and Debrinkit in Chicago such a dangerous duo, is his playmaking ability combined with Dabrinkit's finishing ability, it, you reconnect those two together, you link them back up, and suddenly there's the potential of one of the most lethal scoring pairs in the NHL. But it's this isn't Patrick Kane of three years ago. This isn't Patrick Kane of even two years ago. You know, This is a guy who's got a lot to prove. And he does have a, no, a full no-trade clause, which makes sense because location was a huge reason for him agreeing to sign up the Red Wings. He wanted a team that's travel schedule was going to be very easy. And I'm sure after signing a deal a month into the season, he doesn't want to then get uprooted two months later at the trade deadline. You know what I mean? There there's a long list of pros and cons with Patrick Kane on this one. And I guess, I guess, I, do you, Should I lead off with the pros or should I lead off with the cons in this situation? I think we lead off
1: with the cons, and we end on a positive note.
0: Okay, that's, that's fair, because I actually have a fair amount of pros. But my biggest issue with the deal, and this is why I said no to begin with, is players don't come back from hip resurfacing surgery. And there are three recent examples of players that have not come back from this. I brought one up yesterday in Nicholas Backstrom. He had hip resurfacing surgery, tried to play this year couldn't he is LTI retired for the rest of his career more than likely it's unlikely he returns uh Robin Leonard I believe had both of his hips resurfaced Mm -hmm. for the Vegas Golden Knights after signing a massive deal still has not returned and Ryan Kessler uh of the Anaheim Ducks I also believe was one guy who had a hip resurfacing and tried to return and could not um so the chances of him actually coming back and being a meaningful contributor honestly probably pretty low But like we said, the low risk nature of this, if he can come back and be a 50 to 75% version of Patrick Kane, hell him last year with the New York Rangers and Chicago black ops battling through this injury, put up 57 points, which would have been good for second best on the Detroit Red Wings makes this so much more palatable knowing that even if he comes back and he's better than he was last year hurt, he's still going to be a pretty decent playmaker. Um, other, my other con with this is he's always been a defensive liability, even when he was perfectly healthy in the past, when he was in his prime, one of the best offensive minded wingers in the, in the game that didn't matter because he was going to score 110 points. It didn't matter what he was going to do defensively on the ice because he was going to score two while he was out there or help score two for his team while he was out there. Now that his offense production has slid and he has been battling through injuries and he's going to try and come back from this surgery that no one comes back from. That defensive liability is still going to be there. How is he going to be able to contribute in a system like Derek Lalonde's, which is so so emphasized, the emphasis is so heavy on the defensive side of the game, at least in theory it is, so to speak. Um, And also, like, you know, I've said it a a ton before, it just comes down to how many games, if he isn't working out, is he going to cost you before you pull the plug? Those are the cons in my eyes. You know, that's why I'm the, the cautious side of my optimist optimism.
1: Yeah, no. And I, I, I agree with those those sentiments. I, I think that uh, <clears throat> the assumption or maybe assumption isn't the right word, but the thought that we're getting like anywhere close to like peak Patrick Kane is is just not even close to. Um, my interpretation of the situation, and like, if you are, you know, don't let me rain on a parade, right? Like, if you, if you're, if you're believing that that Patrick Kane's gonna come in and he's gonna be, you know, like this phenomenal offensive force again, you know, don't let me uh, make make your sunny day cloudy. But like, I, I just, I, I don't, I have a really hard time believing that he's gonna come in and be like a, this like offensive force for, yeah. All the reasons you just mentioned, like he was hurt last year. he he, and again, like worst year of his career was still have been like arguably the second best on the Red Wings. Not saying the team doesn't still need help when it comes to the offensive side of the puck at all. and i and I hope that it's a seamless transition. I hope that he produces genuinely. like obviously, I would rather be wrong and have it benefit the Detroit Red Wings ten times out of ten. i don't I don't think that highly of myself. but like, That's that's where I stand. You know what I mean? Like, I I, I just I feel like there's a there's a a definite and again, low risk contract, which we said a million times, but like the I I just I have a really hard time believing that at 35 years old coming off of this, uh, this major surgery that has ended careers ended them like multiple (laughs) as somebody tweeted. I don't remember who, so I can't give credit. I, I apologize for that. But somebody said, this surgery is not undefeated, but it definitely has a winning record, right? Like it's, it's a, it's a, it's a career alterer and uh, that with his age, plus the fact that last year was the worst year of his career. It's just like, there's definitely no guarantee that this is going to come out and, and he's just going to be like this crazy point producer is going to be exactly what the Red Wings need offensively. Um, that being said, we've already talked about some of them. There's certainly still upside here and there are certainly still pros to the situation and uh, and reasons to be excited.
0: Absolutely. And we'll get to those pros uh, in a couple minutes here but first we gotta head to a quick break. Segment two, Locked on Red Wings podcast. Scotty and I are breaking down the pros and cons of the Patrick Kane acquisition. Real quick, before we get to the pros, Scotty, I just want to correct myself. Robin Leonard had double hip surgery, but I'm not I'm not entirely sure that it is hip resurfacing surgery. He still has not played since then, uh, but I want to correct myself. It was Kessler and Baxter both did have resurfacing surgery, but I do not believe Leonard. That is the exact surgery that he had. Hip surgery, but not exactly resurfacing. Just wanted to correct myself here before we get back into the pros. Scotty, when it comes to the pros with Patrick Kane, I do think there still are a fair share of them as well. I mean, one, you've <laughs> you've you've mentioned it, right? Uh, this is a low-risk move, right? If Patrick Kane can come back in a meaningful fashion at 50%, 75%, even if he... even if it's just 60 points and it's an improvement over last year and it's 60 points, let's say pro rated 62 games, whatever he's going to play. So not exactly 62, a 60 point pace. Let's say that I think is a definitive win, right? You're getting a guy at 35 years old coming off a of major surgery. Who was once one of the best in the game, putting up meaningful contributions on the ice. That is a huge win, no matter what way you slice it. Like if he, if he hits that ceiling, that potential that is an absolute win. Again, I mentioned it in the uh, in the segment one, linking him back up with DeBrinckit has the potential of paying off dividends for the Detroit Red Wings. Also, the low-risk nature. If he doesn't work out, if he's bad, you have no problems with just scratching him. You have no problems with just not playing him, and you have no problems with not resigning him. There's not a lot to lose, and there is a lot to be gained if Patrick Kane does or does not work out um yeah when it comes to him as a player i think that's the biggest thing right is yeah the chances may be slim that he has a bounce back year but the potential this team has in adding a guy like that and the potential he has at producing on the ice could be the piece this team needs potentially to take them from contenders to like in the mix but again big grain of salt with that if for sure
1: yeah for I mean again like I I don't I don't have to sell people on like the Patrick Kane the player you know what I yeah. mean like we, we don't have to we don't have to come on here and talk about like his performance on the ice and 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 talk about what he has done on the ice and his accomplishments on the ice et cetera et cetera like that that's not something that 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 we have to sell and uh like everyone that has followed the game of hockey for even any remote period of time is aware of what this dude was uh, on the ice at his peak. And uh, certainly, if he can even again, like as you said earlier, seventy percent, even fifty percent of like what "quote unquote" normal Patrick Kane was before, you know, the injuries started piling up, uh, and before this surgery and whatnot, uh, the Wings will probably take it. Um, I, I think that for me, and, and like if there's anything more you want to say about it, uh, him, the player, you're, you're more than welcome to. But like for me, I, I think the the I don't know if biggest is the right word, but it might be the biggest thing to me is the impact of this move from like a front office perspective and like what it mean what it means from Iserman's perspective. Like, mm-hmm. um I think that the this is a move that a team that believes they have a chance of making the playoffs makes. Yeah. And it was reported by multiple of our fantastic beat writers in this city that one of the reasons that Kane chose Detroit was because of the X's and O's of LaLone's system. I think that that is music to everybody's ears. I think that the uh, th- that uh, again, like the the mindset that Iserman currently has, in the sense of like he is making move actively making moves a third of the way through the season. You know, we'll see what he does as the season goes along. Like in the middle of the year, making moves to better the team and and, and bolster up for a playoff run. Uh, and I also think that from you an even bigger picture uh just the concept of somebody that was a big name wanted to come to the Detroit Red Wings and i think that that can't be undersold or understated either uh that this is um one of the biggest names in in my generation uh really in, you know when you tell the in the history of hockey and like mm-hmm. the fact that uh Eiserman in this front office were able to to tell him to come play for your franchise is uh, I I think is something that is worth noting as well. So like those three things from, you know, like the on the ice we've, we've talked about at length really in the last 48 hours and the last couple of months and like since like July uh, we've talked about the, you know, what it could potentially mean for the wings on the ice, but I think it does send a message to the fan base that this front office is, uh, is willing to do, um, you know, make, make any move in order to win.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I, I actually do think that is the biggest takeaway from this is whether or not Patrick Kane works out for the Red Wings on the ice. I think that it means a lot for the Red Wings and the city of Detroit as, as a sports organization, right? I mean, look at the acquisitions that Steve Eisenman's made these last couple of years. I mean, he's gone into free agency swinging, Some guys he's had to spend a little bit too much on, but he's had no problems convincing players to come to Detroit and buying in on what this team's future is. And then it's capped off, and I know there are mitigating factors around Kane and DeBrinket, but those are two both big names, maybe not with Kane anymore, not an all-star caliber player, but still a very big name for him to be able to get a DeBrinket and a Kane and convince them to come here. And I know DeBrinket took very little convincing. He wanted to come home. That is a huge message to like you said, the Red Wings fans, what Steve Eisman's angle is here. like he's trying to take this team to the next level. This is a move that a team that's trying to compete and make the playoffs makes. You take a flyer on a guy who could take you over the top. whether or not he will, again, remains to be seen given the surgery that he's coming off of and whenever he actually is ready to play. But this is this this signals that players want to come here again. Detroit is a destination city for some of the top-end talent and biggest names in the NHL. And on top of that, they still have a ton of cap room to move maneuver with. I understand that, obviously, Cider and Raymond are going to need contracts. You have big contracts coming up with a lot of players in a couple years. But as it stands right now, the Red Wings have, we talked about it, the rolling cap space, guys coming off the books, so you have space constantly to sign new guys. Great way to set it up. The Red Wings at the deadline, and this is with the other pro: if Kane can help you stay in it, and even if he can't help you stay in it, right? Like some people are fretting the two point seven million, that means nothing for the Detroit Red Wings as it stands right now. You have, to they have space, have, and it's a one year deal. That you literally nothing. The Red Wings still have ten million dollars to work with, come trade deadline time. If the Red Wings are in it you become legitimately one of the sexiest buyers at the deadline from another team's perspectives. You have cap space. You have draft capital. You have prospects. You are a team that any team in the NHL that's looking to sell is looking to make a deal with because you just have everything a seller is looking for. And if you're in that race, and, and if Patrick Kane can help you stay in that race, you're a Red Wings team that legitimately is a threat to make a push at the playoffs. So when you talk about Patrick Kane, there is the potential of a huge upside. I think it's might be a slim. That's why I'm cautiously optimistic because of the surgery. But if Patrick Kane can be 50% of what he is, that's a huge boon on the ice. I think the acquisition of him as a name combined with the acquisitions that you've gotten over the last couple of years ha- here signals a huge shift and the perception of Detroit as a destination. And then thirdly, even with this acquisition, you are one of the most attractive deadline teams for sellers at this deadline. If you're a buyer, teams are going to be looking to make deals with you because you're not going to need the help of a third team to make deals work. This is why, and there have been bumps in the road. Absolutely. With the quote unquote, Iser plan. Nothing's haven't been perfect. But this is why Steve Eiserman is one of the best in the business. He has positioned this team this season to make waves. Now, whether or not they do is up to Derek Lalonde and the players on the ice to execute. But there is a potential here to be a very good team down the stretch for the Detroit Red Wings. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to take a quick break, and when we return, Scotty and I are going to preview the game against the New York Rangers. Ironically, the first two games that the Red Wings will play with Patrick Kane signed to a new contract will be the Rangers and Blackhawks on back-to-back nights. Fun little tidbit for all you uh, Red Wings fans out there uh, when we come back on Lockdown Red Wings. Got to talk to you guys today about game time. You know, if you want to see Patrick Kane's first game as a Red Wing, whenever that may be, you may look to other services to try and get those tickets and then be shocked when you find out at all the fees that they charge you. Well, you don't have to worry about those fees with game time. Game time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. See the view from the seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All in prices show your total upfront so you know you're getting a great deal without any of those pesky hidden fees. And you buy those tickets in two seconds with two taps. Game Time is obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on tickets. They have deals on tickets right up to the start of the event. And even an hour after it starts, it's the place to find last minute seats. Find exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals on tickets for Red Wings hockey, football, basketball. Baseball, concerts, comedy, and so much more. And with zone deals, you pick the section, and Game Time picks the seats for an average of eighteen percent savings. Take the guesswork out of uh, buying tickets with Game Time. Download Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NHL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On NHL for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute, last minute tickets, lowest price. Guaranteed. Segment three: Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Scotty, we got to move on to previewing the New York Rangers. And normally, we don't mind kind of tacking the preview at the end of a conversation, the end of an episode. But there's a lot of roster moves that have and injuries that have been going on ahead of this Rangers game, Scotty. Uh, I mean, namely, Dylan Larkin is confirmed out for the game against the Rangers, and that stings.
1: Yes, it does. I also want to say, when When do you want to start messing with, like, potential lines? Probably when Payne's closer to playing.
0: Well, step one, he has to officially sign with the Red Wings, right? Like, I don't think he's officially signed yet. All we have is beat reporters confirming. Well, it's, I mean... He can, yeah, there's a difference
1: between officially signed and like team reported. I think he is officially signed, but I don't think the team has announced it yet.
0: That's all. Yeah, of course, by the time people are listening to this, it probably will be. Right. But I, I think you're right. And, you know, Frank Saravelli mentioned uh, today that one of the things to keep in mind was that DeBrincki recently was taken off the top line and paired with JT Comfer. And that goes into what we were saying yesterday, that Comfer it and Kane are probably your likely line because JT Comfort brings that two-way game to that line that is so offensively oriented uh that he could be the perfect fit. Plus he's a pretty damn good playmaker himself. Now you have two people feeding it. That's a pretty sexy line. For sure. Um so I think your your top line for what it stands is going to be Raymond Larkin and maybe Volano. Uh, I think you could see a rotation but Valno's playing really well on that top line right now but that second line suddenly your second line is the one that's got all that extra scoring power on it with the brink of getting fed with Patrick Kane assuming he is again healthy and can keep up to the with the game at an NHL level and a second line level but that's again making the assumption that Israellman did his due diligence, and that Kane is healthy enough yeah, to play well, the game.
1: Yeah, we, that's that. Back down the rabbit hole, just talking in circles. The risk and the reward of the whole thing, whatever. But I, I do think that when he gets closer to playing, we should we should mess with some lines because I think there's a lot of a lot of people have already thrown out some really fascinating line combos there. But yeah, this hockey game is uh, the, the Rangers game here. We have, like you said, Larkin is out. That stings. Uh, he's out for. This game and then questionable for Thursday, or is he confirmed out for both? Like he's I, think I mean
0: just questionable for Thursday.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that's uh that's not fun. Obviously, like you said, Justin Hall day to day, he's questionable. Walman playing, uh, burger recalled Billy Huso in that. So yeah, just a lot of like roster moves that happened all like obviously the Kane thing was the big one, but there there's a lot of there's a lot of moving parts on Tuesday. And going into this Rangers game where the Rangers are a very good hockey team, 15-4-1 on the year, have been one of the better teams in the league for a majority of the season, are very good at a lot of things. We'll talk about kind of their team ranks here in a second, but uh, I don't think anyone is, is thrilled about going into the Rangers game without Dylan Larkin.
0: No, it definitely isn't. And Ansar Khan of MLive uh, tweeted out the practice lines. And, you know, at the top line, for what it's worth, is pretty good. Because JT Confer's been playing really well. He's, in during practice, with your top line center. Uh, Lucas Raymond, of course, on the wing with Alex it. There's potential there. Oh, hey, breaking news. Uh, it's official. Patrick Kane has signed a one-year deal with the Detroit Red Wings. That is official, happening right as we were recording this at 7.15. There you go. So, there we go. I, I'm, I'm glad it happened while we were recording and not right after so we could get it. Um, but anyways, yeah, I mean, that top line still has potential of being pretty dang good. Uh, it's just after that, you start to get a little bit, <laughs> little questions in the air. Uh, Andrew Cops your second line center during practice. Fabry and Berger on the wings. I love seeing Berger getting an immediate shot at the top six. Last time he was up, he, up, he was relegated to scratch slash fourth line minutes. Uh, Valeno, 3C. I'm happy with that. Perron Rasmussen on his wings. Fisher Costin, and sprung your four fourth line. I mean, it's not all awful. I mean, obviously losing Larkin is a huge blow, but the offensive depth is so deep that I'm not really too concerned. It's just going up against the Rangers where it becomes a little bit stressful. Um, and then your pairs are back to normal with whole being questionable tomorrow. You have, uh, Wolman, cider, Sherratt, Petrie, Mata and Goss Bear. I mean, those are your pairs normally. So, I mean, I just losing Larkin's a huge blow, especially going up against the New York Rangers. But it's just really nice to see that this depth is so good that I I'm not like freaking out totally like I thought I would be. In previous years, if you didn't have Larkin, there'd be no scoring on this team. But that's not necessarily the case anymore. Raymond's on a heater to bring its heating back up. Confer's been really good. The only the only part of that offensive group that I'm kind of annoyed by right now is Coppas 2C with how he's been performing. But we both know that that does just because those are the lines in practice doesn't mean that's exactly going to be how the minutes are distributed or how the lines will look come puck drop. So if it were up to me, I'd have Valeno as two C with how he's been playing, but I, you know, what do I know? I'm not Derek alone. I'm just a guy with a mic sitting in his townhouse. So like I, I'm, I'm not going to armchair GM Derek alone too much when this team's on a three game heater. Um, now if they're on a sure. three, five and three stretch, then I will. But right now, right. he's there got a go. pass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been um, right. winning games lately, so we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, but this uh, this Rangers team is, is tough, man. This is – I mean, we were talking about it off air a little bit before. They are second in fewest goals given up and goals against average at least. Uh, they have the third highest team save percentage in the NHL. They are seventh in the penalty kill. They are third in the power play. Uh, they are 12th in goals scored. I mean, they're and my favorite stat. They are the best team in the NHL in the faceoff circle. So, I mean, you got a you you got a heck of a of a task going in, into New York, <laughs> and it's a TNT game. My goodness! Could it wasn't the last.
0: Right? Wasn't the last game in New York against the Rangers at the start of the month also a TNT game? Am I recalling that correctly? This is like I uh, hope I this isn't so. hardcore deja vu all the way down to the scores. Um, I'm hoping for not. Red Wings writing a three-game heater going into this game. Obviously, this is a huge game for the Red Wings. This is the toughest game on your schedule for the foreseeable future. Um, definitely winnable games after this one, but this like I mean, going back to Boston Bruins, like this is one of the best teams in the NHL. 15, 4, and 1 for a minute. I think they still are technically having the better. Uh, record than the Boston Bruins because the Bruins have lost three straight now, I believe, after losing that first game to the Red Wings uh, last week. We end uh,
1: franchises. It's really no big deal.
0: That's and we, we get do. coaches fired. So yeah, it's just uh, kind of what we do. <laughs> it's kind of what the Red Wings do. They're a little bit of a spoiler, but they're first in the Metropolitan Division. Panarin's got 30 points in 20 games. You listed out all the stats. They're middle of the pack, five on five, best special teams, best goaltending, one of the best goaltending groups in the league with Shisterkin at a 9 Jonathan Quick having a renaissance. Eight games played, nine thirty save percentage. I mean, with the Boston Bruins, you could at least kind of have eight keys to the game, uh, picking, like, certain things Bruins maybe weren't the best at that you could kind of capitalize on, it. the Red Wings ended up doing. But you don't have that situation with the New York Rangers. Like, trying to look at the keys to the game, it's literally going to be you're going to have to play Your best hockey you've ever played. That's it. That is the key to the game. Play the best possible hockey this team can without your captain.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, The only thing in team stats that the wings are better than the Rangers at this season is just goals for a game. Uh, The wings are fourth in the NHL. In uh, in in average goals scored a game, uh, but the Rangers are still 12th, and they're only three tenths of a goal a game behind you. It's not like it's astronomical difference between fourth and 12th there. Uh, so you are you're gonna have to. This is a game where like and I'm not trying to be too dramatic with like a, a you know game on a Wednesday night in November, but like this is a game when we talked last year about why this team needed goal scoring and why we wanted to go after DeBrinkett, et cetera. This is the game you point to, right? This is a team that has some of the best defense and goaltending in the entire NHL. Last year's team absolutely gets blanked by the New York Rangers. You went out, you got a ton of free agents. You tried to bolster the depth scoring and, and you went out and you got someone who we believe could have been one of the best goal scorers in the NHL this season. This is these are the games as like the, the reason why you go after someone like DeBrink. You okay. this is where like you know what the depth scoring may get shut down. We're gonna lean on on somebody to put the puck in the back of the net tonight, and it's gonna be a star. Um, I I I truly think that like this is the epitome of why why you address goaltending in the or goal scoring rather in the off season.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent. I I 100% agree with you on everything you said, except for one little thing. You said you don't want to make too much of a game in November. I will say I will absolutely make too much of a game in November Uh, because this is a season, Scotty, and I've said it a lot of times, you need every point you can get, especially with this Atlantic division being as difficult as it can be. I keep harping on it. I would say, and plus, like, these types of games against the Rangers, and you touched on this as well, like, these are huge litmus tests. Like, you're trying to become a New York Rangers. You're trying to become a Boston Bruins. You want to become one of the upper echelon teams in the NHL. So how you perform against these teams in the regular season, I mean, it does kind of matter, right? For, you know, the the locker room confidence, the fan base confidence, Steve Eiserman, how he views this team and what this team needs. And this team already embarrassed you once this season. I mean, yeah, it was five to three by the end, but it, that's because it was five, nothing at the end of this two, and they took their foot off the pedal. So that one regard, I I will actually say like I think that this game does matter a lot because these games against the really tough opponents they're going to show you what kind of team the Red Wings really are. You know, I don't care if you beat up on a New Jersey Devils that I mean I do care I love like I said every point matters, but New Jersey Devils were bad right now they're 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 struggling they're a very good team still but they're struggling so keeping them to sixteen shots and shutting them out for nothing is really nice and really makes me feel good but it doesn't mean as much as playing up to an opponent like the New York Rangers. Minnesota Wild, same thing. Like, this is a team that should be better, isn't. You took advantage of them. You need to go to the garden like you did with Boston and prove you can compete with this team. That's the makings of a team that's ready for the playoffs. I think the Red
1: Wings front office should just completely make the number one priority, making Brian Fisher feel good.
0: I agree. (laughs) <laughs> and you know what would make me feel really good is a Stanley Cup championship. So let's let's shoot for that. Let's shoot for the moon, baby. We're we <laughs> it's get- funny how that works we out. Ball. We ball. Uh, anyway, Scotty, any final thoughts? We ball. We do ball. We'll be back with a new episode tomorrow. Recap in the Rangers game and previewing the Blackhawks game. Let's see here. Will Patrick Kane play in either of these games? Probably not. He's probably still rehabbing. But I'm gonna go nice with that- no. We'll go with no. Any final thoughts? Did you say we ball? I don't even remember. I just did. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. We ball. Same time. Same place. It's your team. Every day. (laughs) Every day.